morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I am your host here on Wednesday today from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. This is it, folks. The last episode of 2019 of Season 7, the last episode of Bite Size. And uh, we're going to leave you with a good one here today, June 26th. It means that uh, it'll be probably another two months before you hear my voice on this show. I will be appearing on other shows on this network during that time. So uh, if you're a sports fan, you know where to find me on Mondays. If you're a live lunch fan, you know where to find me. I just totally realized, by the way, I was like looking at what number episode. I totally missed my 100th episode, I think. Did I mention? I don't know if I mentioned it. Maybe. Episode 100 was March 20th. I don't remember. That's far. This is going to be episode 112. I want to say two or three seasons in. It's been a great time, and I have to thank all of you for uh, allowing me to grace your airwaves or the airwaves that you choose to listen to during this time slot. Uh, with my voice, it's been a pleasure. It's been uh, it's fun for me. A lot of people, a lot of my friends are like, "You have a sports show." I'm like, "Yeah." And then some people ask, "Oh, what do you do?" So I have a, I have a sports, show, I have a Jewish music show, and everyone's like, "You have a Jewish music show also?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's not something that I like you know I'll, I'll I'll promote my sports show you know on my Insta on my social media platforms, but my you know this show bite size I don't usually promote it all over the place just because you know it's, I'm just DJing Jew, Jewish music." I tell people if you like Jewish music, you should certainly listen. If you like the the fast paced, the upbeat stuff, you know if you're if you're a big fan of second dance wedding sets, even first dance, but second, you know, then then you want to listen to my show because that's what we got for you. So uh, it's just funny that a lot of my friends don't even know that I have the show, but it's all right. That's great. It's cool. Um, this week's show we got both Joanna and Tovan. We'll get to that shortly. I didn't really have much to speak about in this opening, even though it is the last show. I did want to say today being June 26th, let's say the next time I'm on air is, let's say, on this show is August or September. My life will probably be different. How? I'm not totally sure. Um, but I think there are exciting things in the works that next time I'm on air, they will have happened. They will have taken place. And uh, I guess I'll be able to talk to you about um, life things. Now now everyone's like, what are you talking about? Okay, it's not really that that exciting, honestly, so don't, don't get all... Uh, Worked up about it. It's just odds are in two, three months from now, in one, two months from now, whatever it is, something will have changed. So um, it'll give me something else to talk about, which is what's exciting. Obviously, in July for the network, we'll be in Israel. You'll want to see that whole week. You'll want to tune in for that programming. What is that? That's going to be Tuesday, July 16th, really, for the next few days. This year, my birthday, July 22nd. Again, I do accept all gifts, and I make sure to say it at the end of every uh, every season because I'm not on air during my birthday. Um, this year, my birthday is the day after, uh, the day after Shavas Harbor Thomas, I think I should really make sure that that's the case. Um, because the week before that, uh, last year, I, I mean, I should say it was Tishabov, and the year before that was Shabbos. So it's been a little rough in terms of when my birthday has turned out the last few years, but nonetheless, um, I do accept gifts post-fact, pre-fact, um, we're within, you know, Shloshim Yom Kodem, so I think you're you're allowed to send gifts. Um, that's what I heard the rule is, so we'll allow it. Um, what else do we have uh, to wrap up before? I mean, this is the intro, but 
to talk about before. Uh, is there anything intro-related that I wanted to get to? I think that's pretty much it. So uh, this week's show, Joanna Shepson joins the program, and literally we're going to do it in like five minutes or so. Uh, she speaks with Caroline Shapiro from the Tower of David. Um, that'll be at, again, five, nine, ten, nine, ten, five minutes from now. Um, and then uh, Tova in Israel is actually interviewed by Nahum Siegel. That was on Monday. We'll replay it for you here today. Uh, that'll be at 9.30 a.m., and then we'll wrap things up later on in the show. So, again, thank you all for tuning in. Wow, I'm, like, signing off. I'm not signing up, but really thank you all for the last um, – for tuning in over this last season. It means a lot. The numbers bear out. The show gets more popular. Why? I can't figure it out, but – it's because uh, I guess you guys like Jewish music and uh, you claim to like me. So that is much appreciated and uh, certainly not something I take for granted. So thank you. Um, and it appears I'll be back for season eight. Better than ever. Maybe there'll be even more new more new music out. We'll change up the playlist a bit. Uh, probably hear some new tunes. Not so much older tunes because you know I like the newer stuff. So um, we got one last season seven playlist. Next year should be different, but again, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Tova, for all the contributions they've made over this season. I hope you have all enjoyed it. And we start off our last episode of Season 7 with one song and one song only. Mahapecha, Shel Simchan, this final episode of Bite Size for Season 7 right here at the Nachum Segal Network. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים hey, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים
and we are back after that quick song. We are an hour episode today, like we've been for the last few weeks, so it's been a bite-sized version of Bite Size, which means we got to fit in interviews as uh, tight as possible, so it's now time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Caroline Shapiro from the Tower of David, right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. As we approach the summer in Jerusalem, I always love to interview Caroline Shapiro, who's the international PR um, person at the Tower of David Museum. Hi, Caroline. How are you? Hi, Joanna. Great to be here. Thanks for speaking. So there's so many exciting things always happening at the Tower of David, and I feel like as soon as you announce one thing, there's like another thing in the pipeline. Let's talk about some of the new um, exciting programs that are going on, and especially for this summer, for tourists who are going to be coming to Jerusalem. Um, should we start with the whole Accessible Jerusalem program? Yes, well, the Tower of David Museum uh, has really been trailblazing for families with children who have got special needs, and there'll be programs uh, in the summer where uh, families that have, as I said, have got a child who's got special needs um, the museum opens its doors and welcomes the whole family to come and uh, enjoy uh, activities that are really museum activities, um, but uh, with uh, quieter opening hours, more hands-on. And uh, the most exciting uh, thing that we're doing this summer is having, we've made the night spectacular, the uh, sound of accessible for visually impaired and many people say how can you possibly do that you know the night our sound and light show we've now got two the other one being king david but this one we've made accessible for the visually impaired and it's such a, a visual um experience how can we possibly make it special for the visually impaired and together uh, with the library for the blind in israel We've created an audio guide that uh, really brings with wonderful, wonderful language in English and in Hebrew the uh, visuals to life. So anyone who might uh, be um, hard of uh, seeing can join the rest of the family, walk through and feel and pick up the atmosphere around them, sit down in the seats and still listen to the incredible original music a score that accompanies uh, the night spectacular and listen to what is being portrayed on the walls. As I said, all you have to do is close your eyes and the imagery uh, is really brought to life to like the words. Exactly. Yeah, so it's so interesting because it's not just about, okay, now we are showing an image of David and his harp, but it's it's much more advanced than that, the way they describe the pictures and the the show itself. It, it's wonderful, wonderful language. And uh, it really, as I said, it brings the color, the shapes, um, what people are looking at. Uh, it, it's a fabulous description. And we had, uh, we've had visitors that have really been thoroughly excited and saying that it was a fully immersive uh, experience. And that's exactly what we want people to feel that they are uh, fully immersed, surrounded by the ancient walls of the Tower of David. So uh, we're excited and people can just show up. You don't have to book in advance if you want to. You can, I mean, you should book in advance for the Night Spectacular, but you do not need to book the 
the uh, audio description uh, accompaniment uh, in advance. It's something that is available there on in. Um, just is when it you something, turn up. Is it an app that goes on your telephone, or is it is it headsets that you're given at the door? It's special. It's special headsets that you're given. The technology has uh, been to developed together with the Tower's uh, David Innovation Lab in order to create a seamless um, experience. Uh, so, uh, again, it's something that you get when you walk through the door and uh, and we're excited that it's, you know, making it more accessible for everyone around. So for those who are listening, they may not even realize that there's so much innovation that goes on at the Tower of David. Can you just describe what the Innovation Lab is and how you're making a difference to museums all across the world? So the Innovation Lab is located in a tower that was built by King Herod 2,000 years ago. So I always love the fact that we're dealing with the cutting edge technology of um, all sorts of technology, including augmented reality and virtual reality in a lab that was, uh, as I said, in a tower that was built originally by King Herod 2,000 years ago. And the idea of the lab is to uh, use technology in order to enhance the visitor experience. So that might be for children or adults. Um, in this case, it's for visually impaired. that would make uh, use the technology in the best way that can uh, bring the stories uh, and the places and the people of Jerusalem to life. It's really beautiful because also if you think about the different options for someone who's visually impaired in Jerusalem for activities that they can do in the evening, it's very limited. I think the Tower of David may be one of the only places that has something specifically designed for the visually impaired. So it's really very special. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and, and the different projects that are coming out of the Innovation Lab, uh, late summer we're going to see uh, and a mixed reality game for children coming out. We're going to see um, an experience that looks at the uh, three holy sites uh, for the three largest monotheistic religions in Jerusalem, looking at, uh, of course, the Western Wall and the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and Temple Mount. Um, so we're looking at uh, these different experiences all coming through the innovation now. That's wonderful. Um, it really is a startup nation. It's got, and, and a lot of, I think there's a lot of innovation happening now in Jerusalem, which is newer. People used to think it was in Tel Aviv, and it's so nice to see that the Tower of David is the hub for that in Jerusalem. Um, I know you, you also have models like that, that visually impaired guests can actually feel with their hands. You have like a model of the citadel, so they don't necessarily need to climb the citadel itself. Well, so we say that, you know, come to the Tower of David by day or by night. And uh, we talked about night, uh, the night spectacular, the Sound of Night show during uh, the evening hours. But if somebody should come to the Tower of David during the day who is visually impaired, then we have models that show the development of the Jerusalem from a topographical model through models really tracing um, the history of Jerusalem. And so for those people, um, maybe it's hard for them to read uh, the descriptions of the development of Jerusalem or see smaller pictures. They can really feel uh, these models, um, the, just the where the walls are, how it grows, 
the direction of the city, how it changes from east-west, for example, um, during earlier times. And then uh, during the Roman period, the, the direction really goes north-south. And you can feel the different um, lines of the city. So we have models. And of course, even more so than just models, which are you know, at the end of the day 30 years old, and 30 years old this year, we have incredible stones that have really stood the time of history and people can feel the, the different kind of stones from those different periods. So we it's really so funny because the mentality of a museum used to be do not touch, look, see, do not touch. And this is like turning that whole model on its head to say, no, you can touch and you can experience and you can feel the history. Well, that's why I always say the Tower of David is such a fantastic place to come with children because um, everything there really is uh, touchable. Um, and right. there's nothing uh, more amazing than touching history uh, and touching the stones that maybe, you know, new stones are only 500 years old, but equally a child can touch stones that were around during the Second Temple period or around even, you know, much earlier in time, up to uh, 2,800 years ago, you can see a quarry that was being uh, used from first period in Jerusalem within the grounds of the Tower of David. As you're walking over the moatway, um, you can see down in the moatway uh, a quarry from really thousands of years ago. Kids actually love the moats. Like to be able to walk on a bridge over a moat is pretty exciting. <laughs> but you always yeah. have great summer events and summer activities. So what's gonna, what is the theme for this year's summer activities going to be? Well, we've got two things going on this summer. First of all, in July, we're opening up the uh, Fazer El Tower. That's, again, this tower that was built by King Herod 2,000 years ago. And if you climb to the top of that tower, there are um, magnificent views of Jerusalem because the Tower of David is located just at that point between East and West and Old Jerusalem and New Jerusalem. And we're opening up uh, the Fazer El Tower um, for later hours. So the last hours of the day, you can go up uh, once um, these wonderful views. And we're calling it Happy Hour because there'll be music and those, uh, of those parents that wish a glass of wine can have a glass nice. of wine as they uh, <laughs> and adults exactly uh, have a glass of wine and just enjoy, take in. Um, it's a magical hour. The light is really quite special. So that's July. And then August, we are celebrating the museum. It's at the museum. It's old. And uh, the Tower of David is going to have uh, a circus in the Citadel. So the details of the summer event uh, and the workshops um, that will be uh, within the museum walls during the month of August are all on our website. So that's uh, um, is www.tod.org.il. And I'm sure, Joanna, you have all the information on fun in Jerusalem. Um, and yes. you have uh, all the news there. So um, all of that will be clearly uh, marked uh, for families to really come and celebrate in the Citadel. So I also heard recently that there's going to be an, another event or festival, if you'd like to call it that, happening in the summer um, related to fashion. Yes, that's a completely uh, different experience. So throughout the summer, we have these uh, special events going on as well. It's always uh, a good idea to check what's going on with you or with us on our, both of our websites. We're having a festival that will celebrate fashion. 
So we have so the fe- the festival is called. Let's start with the name. The, the festival is called Overall, um, and of course, there's the overall that one can wear. Uh, but it's also looking at fashion in an overall, in an overview of fashion. Uh, you know, when you go into a shop today and you buy a red dress, um, you're simply buying a red dress with the price on it and that's that. But actually, of course, fashion, uh, if you dig through the layers, you're uh, as such ex- excavating how the um, fashion got there, the archaeology of fashion, if you want to put it in terms of Jerusalem and the different layers that go on in Jerusalem, we're looking at a way that breaking down an overall um, look into how fashion is from fashion designers, from materials that are used, from old uh, style creating uh, digital craft today, um, uh, well, we're, we also, we're very the, lucky. Be, we're very lucky because we have the Tzalo in the center of Jerusalem, which is really like the the hub of fashion and style. Exactly, so and the festival kicks off with the Betzalel Fashion Graduate uh, Show and continues on on a Wednesday and Thursday. Um, as I said, the middle of July. I think we're looking at the 15th and 16th, 17th, around those dates of uh, the festival happening all day and into the. Uh, small hours of the night at the Tower of David. It's a full program. Uh, it's a conference. There's a conference day as well, looking at uh, technology and fashion. Uh, we're calling it Closet X. Um, and it's really looking at fashion, all sorts of uh, different angles. As I said, an overall look uh, of fashion. So it's exciting. It's Israeli designers. Um, and uh, there'll be anyone who uh, is interested in design uh, will really have a very, very interesting time. Um, it's about the thought that goes into uh, creating a piece of uh, clothing. Um, and uh, as we said, it, w- it will be full from uh, morning till night. So it's interesting because I know that fashion has really become something that's very exciting in Jerusalem and in Israel in general. Like I now listed a new activity on Fun in Jerusalem, which is a fashion tour with a stylist and taking you to different studios and meeting different fashion designers in Jerusalem. So it's definitely an up and coming field uh, for Jerusalem and for tourism. Um, This sounds wonderful. Really, really great. There's going to definitely be a Tower of David ad in our summer magazine with all the details of everything that's going on this summer there. And uh, make sure that you sign up for the summer magazine. We call it the Summer Family Guide to Jerusalem. You can find it at funinjerusalem.com slash summer. And thank you so much, Caroline, for meeting with us. I feel like as soon as the summer's over, we're going to have to talk Sukkot's time about something new that the Tower of David is doing. There's always something new Uh happening. Well, we will be we will be doing that, and I look forward to that too, Joanna. Thank you so much uh, for spending time with us today. Our pleasure. So, on your your next trip to Israel, make sure you include the Tower of David. If you have any specific questions to Caroline, you can email tower at funinjerusalem dot com. All right, and now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Caroline Shapiro, and thank you, Joanna Shepson. This is now the time where I could thank Joanna for all of her contributions for all of her interviews this past season. I mean, easily, if, I, if I've if i done 40 episodes, she's been at least on 30 of them um, with some great content 
that you could find on her website in our archives, funinjerusalem.com, funinjerusalem uh, on Facebook, funinjerusalem on Instagram as well. I promise you uh, she is your source for places that you need to go to in Israel, um, things that, A, you've either never heard of or things you've heard of and you just don't know um, you know, the, the best way to plan your day based on it. Fun in Jerusalem, you want to contact Joanna. Uh, she is just a wonderful resource for everything in the land of Israel, specifically in Jerusalem, but really all around. You are planning a trip there for the summer or ready for the Chagim next year. You want to go to funinjerusalem.com or email her, Joanna, at funinjerusalem.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And again, Joanna, thank you for all of your contributions and interviews for this show over the last, uh, over season seven and even before that. Thank you very much. All right, more music coming up, and then Tovin Israel with Nachum uh, will be on in also just a few minutes. But for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Stop 
Bottom of hour number one, and it's now time for Tova and Israel's interview with Nachum Siegel, or I should say Nachum's interview with Tova. Tova was on JM and the AM on Monday as she discussed an important campaign that she is undergoing right now, as well as uh, some information about Bite Size. So uh, it's a great opportunity to hear that interview again, which played on JM and the AM Monday. But uh, a nice way to wrap things up here this season. So here is Nachum Siegel with Tova and Israel right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Tova is with us live via telephone. You know Tova in Israel. You know Tova, who is such an integral part of the Bite Size program every Wednesday with Yoni Pollock. Tova, who does very interesting interviews. Tova, who often is found in the Shuk in Jerusalem. Uh, Tova, who's always filled with uh, great spirit and uh, wonderful things to update us about. She is with us live via telephone on this Monday morning broadcast from the Holy Land. Tova, welcome back. From Yerushalayim. From Yerushalayim is right. Welcome back to JM JM in the AM. I love talking to you on JM in the AM. I appreciate that. (laughs) How are you? I appreciate that very much. Hope you're doing well. Things going well in the Holy City? Oh my gosh, they couldn't be going better. (laughs) Baruch Hashem, life is good. (laughs) We hope to be there next month, please God. And uh, yeah, there's nothing like the Holy City. Well, you brought to, I mean, look, you bring us a lot of interesting guests, and like I said, a lot of the people that you speak to and meet, uh, we get to hear about on Bite Size uh, on Wednesdays here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and of course, whenever we have a, ch- whenever we have a chance to check in with you on important things we do, um, you, you, you made our network aware of a new project and product that I, I think we could say is taking Israel by storm, because if it's not, it should be. And I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I wanted to discuss it with you on the air. So tell tell us the beginnings of this, how you first discovered this whole thing. Okay, so background. Uh, Baruch Hashem, I got remarried in January. Mazal tov. Um, to an amazing man. His name is Bezalel Heller. Actually, Harav Bezalel Heller. He is a rabbi. He's the rabbi of all of Chathibat Nachal. Um, Mazalto. So thousands and thousands of chayelim are under him, and I feel like I didn't just get married to an Israeli; I got married to the army, <laughs> and my life has become very much integrated into the army. Um, and about seven weeks ago, you remember, I'm sure everybody remembers uh, the unfortunate uh, bombs that were coming in from Aza Aza into Israel, right. and they were landing all over the south. Um, landing very close to home for some of uh, my husband's family, the building right next door to them. Anyway, um, one of the rockets actually hit a shawl on one of his bases, one of his army bases, called um, and it hit directly on the shawl. And inside the shawl was a Sefer Torah inside of an Aron Kodesh, a portable Aron Kodesh. And he had told me, he had sent me pictures, and he said, don't share this, don't share this. Like, these are private pictures, you know. But it's army, you have to be careful with what you share. Right. Anyway, the, the next day, he happens uh, to come back home with something massive on his back. This huge green 
um, rectangle backpack with an Israeli flag on it that's the house. And I said, what is that? And then he walks in, but I quickly turn on my Instagram because <laughs> this has to be something interesting and I have to capture it. Um, and it ended up being the Sefer Torah inside the portable Aron Kodesh that was injured, that was hurt, that was um, Hit. damaged, yeah. damaged in the from one of the Gazan rockets. Um, anyway, as he's telling me about it, he opens it up, and he said, and he opens it up, and he sees that the Aron Kodesh was donated um, by a show in New Jersey. And I look at the in um, New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. What does that mean? You know. And I and I see it says Bnei Yisurin, Tinef, New Jersey. I said, Oh my gosh, that's where my son had his Brit Mila. <laughs> like this is full circle. This Aaron Kodesh that was donated from Tinef. I'm sitting is sitting on my couch now in Yerushalayim. Um, and then he told me also that all of the soldiers, the they when they go out to, sh- to the Shetach, to the field, when they're going to Lebanon or they're going to Gaza or they're going, even Stam, they're going out to anywhere else in Israel and they're not going to be near a shul, they take their, their Sefer Torah. And what I love about that is that it shows us what type of, what type of army we have. <laughs> we have a religious army yeah. that makes sure that they don't go to war just with their guns. They're taking Hashem with them, with their Torah. But really, the Aron Kodesh that accompanies them doesn't look like this. It's really a wooden back. And two to three, four soldiers have to carry it. And that's very bulky and not very practical. So before the Sukhetan War um, in 2014, I believe, um, some man, I guess, uh, an American, thought of an idea to make a portable Aron Kodesh. He did this on his own. He didn't get permission from uh, necessarily some of the army from you know, going the, the right route that he should have gone. Um, anyway, he donated. He got the donations from B'nai Shur and Tinek. It was sent into um, the army, and that's what they've been using. But now they can't use it because it's damaged. Anyway, I had this incredible idea. It literally came to me as I'm talking to everybody following on Instagram. And I thought, oh, my gosh, why don't we continue this and try to raise money, um, you know, to make more portable uh, backpack-type Aron Kodesh. So Aron Kodesh, so this way, all the Chaylim is more comfortable. Okay, so that was the beginning. Um, and then after we found out, and we were going through this, we found out that the Rabbanot of the, of the Army don't really love how this looks because it doesn't look so... Mechubad, right. so on, you know, so respectful. It's a backpack. Right, you know, well, it carry looks a, too much like a backpack, right? It looks exactly. So, Bitzalel and I went to Tel Aviv to the designer that actually designed the first one to go over. You know, he's so excited to be involved in this project again. His name is Yair Tzor from Handybag.com, and um, instead of making it look like a backpack. It has to look more like an arm kodesh, right. and it also is not allowed to go on the back. It has to be still carried, but it's going to be much lighter weight and much more practical than what they have. And that and that's doable so, because we we know how how much easier it is often to carry something on one's back right. in a backpack. Is, is is it still going to be easy for them to uh, carry it around? So it's going to be much easier than what they have. But the truth is, is that so we got we got enough donations. Thank God, people are doing bar mitzvah projects from this. People are doing this in Eloi Nishmas in memory of uh, people. People are doing this in for Rafua Shalema. People are really sending in donations. Some people sent in the full amount, you know, for an entire Aron Kodesh, and I was blown away. So what happened was was that the 
obviously we have to go very straight with um, with the army because right. they don't accept things. It's very difficult to donate to the army. We're using Yashar Lechayal, but we're also in touch with uh, one of the one of the rabbinim. I won't mention his name. Just don't want to be in trouble. Um, <laughs> anyway, but we're doing we're making two or three of them as a Prototype. you know the beginning a prototype, I guess, right? Um, that will hopefully then be accepted, and then we could you know further this, but. The army then would take on this project right. and make more. Right. That's that the the the, ho- the, the hope is that this becomes part of the basic equipment for a base, basically. Um, right. All right. Instead of just based on donations, we're speaking with yeah. Tova in Israel, literally. Um, are, <laughs> how how much does this cost if somebody wants to donate the entire amount for one of these uh, Arone Kodesh for for the yeah. for the portable um, uh, for the portable movement of a Torah for the Israeli army? How much does it cost? So right now we have a rough estimate that's going to be either a little less or a little more, but the rough estimate is $450 for one entire one. And if somebody wanted to then get the measurements after we have them and they wanted to also have a parochat made, you know, people said to me, oh, can you also make a parochat? I'm very busy. (laughs) (laughs) There's only so much that I can do. Um, I said, we'll give you the measurements and then you could, you know, make your own parochia, you right. could, you know, put whatever you want on it and then send it to Israel. You could bring it to Israel. You know, I could put it, you know, send it to me. I could, you know, send it to the LL. All right. How do people support this cause? Okay. So the easiest thing to do right now, um, is to message me on, uh, my Facebook page, Tovin Israel. Very simple. Tovin Israel. Send me a message. I'll send them a direct link. Or on Instagram, also Tovin Israel. I'll send them a direct link. But in, on Instagram, it's right there on the profile, the link. Yasharlachayal.com slash Aaron Kodesh. It's just too hard to right. whatever. Just Tovin Israel is much easier. It's all about social media, everybody. Tova is uh, spearheading this project uh, to create an even better and uh, to create more of these portable Aaronay Kodesh, these portable arcs to uh, transport uh, safely and more efficiently Sifrei Torah in Israel, in the Israeli army. Um, and the uh, again, the uh, the best way to do it, the best way to find out more and how you could support it, and it's a pretty reasonable price to say the least, uh, Tova in Israel. On Instagram and on Facebook, Tova in Israel. Uh, Yashar Lachayal does have a, uh, a link to the project itself as well. Tova in Israel on both Instagram and on Facebook, and Tova will uh, directly answer you and let you know exactly how you can support this interesting and amazing cause. Well, to say that you to say that you yeah. brought to say you brought us a unique project is certainly uh, uh, accurate. No, but it's so exciting that I like agree. it's just something that like Hashtacha in the whole story is just yeah. you know mind blowing, and I love that I had this that I have this uh, opportunity to be involved in this way, and that I appreciate. You know that you're bringing it to, to a much larger audience now, also. So thank you. All right, Bezrat Hashem, our audience will respond. Those of you who want to be part of this, the Portable Iron Kodesh project, get in touch with Tova in Israel via Instagram or Facebook, and she'll tell you what to do. And for a total of four hundred, for approximately, they don't know exactly, but approximately four hundred and fifty dollars, you could be responsible for this uh, new prototype and uh, and a brand new uh, portable Iron Kodesh. Say it again. They don't have to donate the whole. They don't have to right. donate the entire amount. You know, right. they could do as much as they want, as little or as much, um, and anything is appreciated. And it's just an incredible project. So All right. Thank you, Tova. Thank you. Continue your great work and best regards, to everybody in Jerusalem. 
Okay, and I hope next month to see you when Be- you're here. Bezrat Hashem will be you this. Should, you should come. You should come on my ship tour. I'm waiting I don't for know. the Siegel Network. I don't know if I have the patience for an entire tour, but we'll see. We'll figure it out. <laughs> There's a lot of delicious food. There's so much food. That I, that I know. I see my reputation precedes me. You know exactly what to say. <laughs> All right, we'll see what we can do. Tova's there in Israel, everybody, and she does these amazing Shook tours, and, of course, she's with us at the Nahum Siegel Network, primarily with uh, Yoni Pollock and the Bite Size Show every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, following uh, JM in the AM. And in this case, if you get in touch with her via Instagram or via Facebook, you could participate in this unique project of portable Aron Kodesh for the Israeli Army. Get in touch with Tova in Israel, both Instagram and Facebook. And thank you, Tova, for an absolutely wonderful Season 7 here on Bite Size. Like, much like Joanna, Tova has been a part of our program for many years, and this year is stronger than ever with many, many different interviews. Uh, she always finds a, a an interesting perspective with interesting people um, that uh, is certainly unique to our network and unique to our show, and it's always wonderful that, you know, and any time I get an inter- uh, an email from her saying, you know, she has an interview, and it's always a different, unique guest, and I'm, it's, it's always exciting for me to listen to. I hope it's uh, you guys sharing that same excitement, um, because uh, it, it truly is just wonderful content, and uh, I encourage everyone here to check her out, tovenisrael.com, tovenisrael on Facebook, tovenisrael on Instagram, because while we may be off-air bite-size, even though we will be playing encores, but while we may not be having live new content, fresh content for the next few months. I promise you she will. Again, tovenisrael.com, tovenisrael on Facebook or Instagram. You'll want to check her out this entire summer as she shows you all the cool and wonderful, exciting things happening in the land of Israel. We have more music coming up, and then we'll wrap things up here uh, on this final episode of Bite Size for Season 7. But for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nahum Segal Network. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? התקרנו יום? אבל אני מחייך לא דואג להמשך כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? אבל אני מחייך לא דואג להמשך כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה Thank <laughs> you. 
אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה. ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס של יום
And that'll do it for us here on this final episode of Season 7 of Bite Size. Again, I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. Usually two hours for the last few weeks. It's been one hour, but again, it is mostly um, because of you that I'm still able to do this show because of our uh, great listeners, the ones that come back each and every week for this show. It is you that I have to thank for all of the uh, the wonderful times that we've had on this show and look forward to being back here in the same seat next year, August, September sometime. Uh, but for now, I'd like to wish you all a great summer and remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size. 